Again, wow! I just—I um, was blown away by that. I was—I, you know, it, how do you, you know? It's funny. I just really—I've been receiving a lot lately. Things like gifts and different things, you know. Throughout, well, pastor appreciation was amazing. I just—I uh, was just sitting there, and you know, I, I or standing with the worship, and and you know, I—I I said, Lord, I don't deserve this, and and Lord just kind of said, Nope, you don't. <laughs> You don't. It's called grace, right? That's how we receive from the Lord. Sometimes we, we, we do this. We like, but I, you know, I wasn't that, I'm not that great. No, you're not. You know, you're, 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 it's called grace. And so when you, when you receive, receive it, right? And so, uh, so when you get a, when you get a gift, you thank people for, and I thank you congregation and people that participate. Dave, thanks for leading that. And uh, I, I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to put the sword, and so if you got ideas, um, I've got clever ideas, but it could get me arrested too. So I'll be have to be careful with that. So, but it is—it's it's receiving, and I hope today that you're receiving God's grace, and we get a brand new year. I love our Western culture that says, "Hey, we have a new year, new calendar. It's a fresh start. We can forget the old, forget what is behind, strain toward what is ahead, what God has for us." And so, I hope as you come into 2023, you're you're feeling that way. Um, I'm excited as we're we're starting this new teaching series. But I, before we jump into it, I wanted to say last Sunday was a very special New Year's Sunday. It was a very special message that Jake did a fantastic job sharing on and I really believe and I I truly believe it was um, as he expressed it a prophetic word and him he cleared it with me by the way he said I feel this is what God's lead me as a prophetic word and we believe in the prophetic we believe in this this work of God and speaking to us and speaking to his church and so this word of intimacy is the word for the year and it really speaks a lot to us and that's I love how it was defined as this is this close daily connection close connection with God and so I'm hoping that continue to be for you as we move in in, in, in the activity of, of prayer and fasting. You're going to hear more about that as we're going to do that. So if you, had, you didn't get to hear the message or watch the message last week, just go to our website. It's worth it. It's, in fact, it's something that we're going to hang on to for the rest of 2023. This, this uh, theme of intimacy is so good. So as we, we start this series called The Chosen Life, and the idea is this, that when, when lucky's not enough, uh, we're, we're actually not going to live our lives based on, based on chance, but actually on, on choice, but the chosen life. And as we get going a little bit, it's, 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 it feels great to get chosen, doesn't it? It feels great to get picked. Especially if you've been, if you remember back in the day, and this could bring up some, like, you might need counseling if, you, if I talk about it again, but that, the playground, does it, does it remember the playground? And, you know, you're lining up, you know, at lunch or recess or whatever, and it's time for kickball, and I don't know who picked the teams. Like, I mean, what I mean by that is, who, who are the captains? 
like somehow it was always this kid or that kid or whatever, and they, they were self-proclaimed, they're going to be the captain. So, and I didn't really got that opportunity, by the way. Maybe you did. But you're just in the middle. I was just in the pack, and you're like, and they're looking. And I mean, it's like, it's like you think like they're almost picking like this huge world endeavor to, to accomplish something, but it's like picking teams. We're like, all right, I'll take that guy right there. And he comes over, the first guy picked. And like, man, you got it. And then you get down the rank. The, 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 the worst, right? The worst fear in your childhood of many fears, one of the worst fears is being picked last, right? At the last one. Because the, being last picked isn't really a pick. It's, you're on that team. All right, I'll take, we'll take McAvoy, right? The last guy. Can I just tell you this? As much as that might bring some childhood trauma back for you, can I tell you this? We may be reminded of this, that you and I were picked by God first. We're the first pick. You're saying, well, you were the first pick. I was the first pick. No, we are all picked first. We are the number one draft pick for God. God shows us. In fact, Jesus says this. He says, I, he says this, you didn't choose me, I chose you. You are chosen. You have been chosen by God through the work of Jesus, as a follower of Jesus. If you've committed your life to Christ, you go, no, I, picked, I, I decided to follow Jesus. Yep, there's a decision there. But he chose you first. He decided on you first. So this chosen life we have, is, life is this choice that we have. Your, your chosen life is one of choice. And, and so our goal with this series is just that, that this best life, this life that we have, this chosen life we have is not going to be a life of entitlement, right? I don't deserve a, a gift card and a sword today, okay? I don't, I don't, I don't deserve it. Nope, I don't deserve that. I, I've been chosen by God. You've been chosen by God. I receive what God's having. Now what will I do with it? What will, what will I take with what I received? That's the best life that God's called us to. But it is, as we're chosen, it's a choice, and we can't leave it to chance. So as, as, we, as we look at this, as we go in this, that God shows us, knowing that in that choice, we have a choice of what to do. What do we do with what God's given us? And so as we start a brand new year, as we start a brand new, you know, get everything together. We're going to pull this together. Here we go. Here it is. Here is where we're going to go. We're going to make a decision. We're going to choose. We're going to choose life as we're going to look at this. And I, I, I came across this week, this in, in Peter, where it says this, of what we've received already. 2 Peter 1.3, almost a theme scripture here for this series is this. It's his divine power, think, look at this, has given us everything that we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who's called us by his own glory and goodness. Everything you need. You're like, you're like everything? I mean, I went to the grocery store the other day and there's no eggs. Have you done this? You show up and there's like, you know, by the way, Costco just got more eggs in. Okay, so you're good there. But like, how is there an egg shortage? Okay, there's a flu out there or whatever's going on. And you're just like, I, no, there's things I need in my life. There's stuff that I need. Yeah, there is need there. But what God has given us has given us. What do we have? We have him. We have everything that we need. And so, again, this isn't a place of entitlement. 
This really is now, because we receive, it's a place of empowerment the Lord has given us. Why? Because it's His divine power. Now, I don't know if you're, what day, let's see, day eight, maybe you're on some kind of New Year's resolution. By the way, not to discourage you, about 80, 85% of people don't make it through the month, okay, and your New Year's resolution. So, you know, thank you very little. I'm just trying to... But what do we have, though, is not our willpower. It's his divine power that we have. He's chosen us, divinely empowered us, what? To make really, really good decisions in our life. Life, life is a choice. Now, sometimes life can be life or death choices. You know, you might look back and make it or break it moment somewhere along the line where you had to make some very tough choices, and it's split-second choices. In fact, it was God's grace in your life that you the experience that, that your life was saved or other people were. Our, our, our son, both my wife and I, have single-handedly saved his life. When I mean, he was about three years old, we were walking in a busy street, and he decided to kind of like, you know, dart out into traffic. Like, didn't see this, but I saw this truck coming, and I yanked him by the back of the shirt and pulled him back, and then the truck went by. Whoa. Scary moments. Maybe you had that as parents. We were on the Oregon coast. He's probably maybe four or five years old. Uh, he, you know, hey, careful, you know, there's that undertow, and man, his feet left him, and he flipped around, and he's, we're seeing him like, oh, panicking. My wife grabs him by the arm and pulls him up, and he's like, mommy, you saved my life, you know, and we did twice, okay, and so then he calls me from from his honeymoon uh, the other day, and he's, he's, you know, where are you? I'm on a beach. Okay, be careful on that beach, son. He can live to tell about it. We did it, okay? You know, and then he's like, I have problems with my credit card. I'm like, put your wife on the line. Like, you know, you know you're, you're her problem now, I wanted to say. Like, you know, like, we did, you know, whew. Life or death decisions that we, we do in life. And, and in all seriousness, some of you have had to do this. You know, a, a loved one, I, I've, I've talked to people recently, a loved one on life support, uh, continual cancer treatment, someone, you know, an unwanted pregnancy, but they decided to give life and keep it. In fact, you are here today. Thank you, Mom, for saving your life. Real life and death decisions that we face all the time. The fate that we, in our lives, comes really not by luck. No, it's, it's by choices that we make. Now, maybe they're not as dramatic as that, but we make small, subtle, gradual, and even mundane choices in our life every single day we make. We, and they're just little whys in the road. And really, does it, it's the, we'll talk about this, does it lead down the path of life, or does it lead down maybe a road of Destruction. Every single day we do this. Our, our choices and decisions are, are not just ours, but are for our loved ones, for generations to come. And it, it really does matter. And, and here we have in, in a world of too many options, and we become very indecisive. And we almost go, you know, we've talked about this. None of the, I just choose none of the above. Well, guess what? That's a choice. <laughs> e, none of the above. That's a choice you've made. And, and, and it's amazing that God in this beautiful life, this chosen life. You know, the Bible talks about being predestined, we're called, we're chosen by him. Guess what? We have free will to choose to be chosen. 
We have a choice to be chosen in the process. And it's a mystery of the sovereignty of God and the free will of man continues to be in our life. But you and I have a decision in the moment. As living chosen people, what will we do? And, and here it is. I've said it already. And living the chosen life is this. Life is not up to chance, but of choice. And you must choose it. That sounds so obvious, doesn't it? That just seems like, well, it is, but will we do it? Will we actually step out? There's a, there's a weight of the decisions that we make in our life. Again, the road of life or the road of destruction. And, and again, I, I don't think it's so much about, you know, what breakfast do I eat today? You know, some of us for a few weeks, we ate fudge in, for breakfast instead of, you know, instead of like, you know, fruit. Okay, I'm eating fruit this morning. Okay, I, yeah, that's... That your cholesterol will tell you where you're at later in life on that. But here's the thing. There are some decisions that we're making that are really, really big. And I think if we can, here's the thought with this. If we can be really present in those decisions and knowing what we're going to do, recognizing there is an outcome later what that looks like. And that, that's so true. And when we look in Scripture, we see this big story, the big arc of God and what he's doing. But it was all about small decisions that people made along the way. This morning, I want to look at a, a passage of Scripture that Moses declares. He declares it before the, the people of God at the end of his life. He makes this statement. He's on the edge of them entering in this promise land, this epic moment. But it all started way back at the decision that his mother made one day. If, if you know the, the, the story in the Old Testament where, where the, the Hebrew people, God's chosen people are called by, through Abraham's calling that led to them. And then if you look as we, we studied Joseph a few weeks ago and how jo the people now are landing in Egypt because of the famine and, and, and the, the Hebrew people are growing in population. Well, the the, the, the Egyptian empire sees the, the, they want to keep the stronghold, and so they enslaved, because they had more power, they enslaved the Hebrew people, and then they continued to rise in population, even with the enslavement, and so there was a declaration by Pharaoh to kill all the, all the newborn male babies, and Moses was born, and his mother had a choice, and she chose to put him in a little basket and send him down the Nile River, and how ironic and how sovereign it was that God put Pharaoh's daughter right there to draw Moses out. That's the name of Moses, who's drawn out of the water. And there Moses lives in privilege in the Pharaoh's palace, and he grows up there. But he was not Egyptian. He was Hebrew. He knew that at some point. He recognized this and saw the tension and the injustice that was going on. And it brought it to a place of, of anger and uh, to a place of malice, we end up killing a, a soldier of the Egyptian guard. And he goes off and lives as a, a fugitive for the next 40 years. Sh small decisions. One led to death that led to, to where he was, and yet God speaks to him that one day in a burning bush and says, Moses, I've called you. I want you to go back to Egypt. I want you to say to Pharaoh, let my people go, the, 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 my, my called, chosen people go. And through a few few plagues about 10 or so plagues finally uh, uh, pharaoh relents and lets the people go and this we see and you read the journey and how moses leads the people and, and and some are some are falling some are not and even moses is caught up in all that's happening at the end of it where they come to a place called kadesh barnea 
And they're at this place, they're at this decision point of what to do. And Moses now is taking the people at this place of the promised land. In fact, he's overlooking, and the Bible talks about in Deuteronomy where this comes. In Deuteronomy 30, it's almost this big state of the union, this moment, this plateau. He's overlooking it, and he says to them this. He says this, Now I command you today, it's not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. It's not up, uh, it's not up in heaven so that you may... You have to ask, who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we would obey it? Nor is it beyond the sea that you have have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and to proclaim it and to, to us so we might obey it? No, the word is very near you. It's in your mouth. It's in your heart. So you must obey it. What Moses is setting the people up is says, listen, I'm at this place, and your parents are at this place, but we're not enter- entering the promised land. We're not allowed to. We've done too much. We, we, we're now passing this generation on that you will enter in. We have brought you to this place. All the things that we've done, we brought you to this moment. Now you have a choice to make. Moses reminding them that, that when you're entering in, it's not going to be easy, but it's not impossible because we have given you the word of God we've given you and brought you to this place if, if, if you don't, for, don't, don't forget what I did through, through God gave to me in the, in the tablets I, I gave you this I etched it in the, in the stone the big, the big rules right don't, don't worship other gods don't make idols don't take the name of the Lord in your vein uh, remember the Sabbath keep it holy honor your mother and father don't murder don't commit adultery don't lie don't steal don't be jealous he gives here's the I give you the big the big ten rules but it's beyond that. It's beyond that. And, and it's, it's beyond the do's and the don'ts. And he, he comes to this place. It's almost like a commencement speech to the next class, the graduating class, to courageously enter the brave new world. He says to them because of this. He says, see, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today, the Lord the Lord your God, to walk in obedience in him and to keep his commands, decrees, and laws that you will live in increase and the Lord will bless you in the land you're entering to possess. But if your heart turns away, you're not obedient. If you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship him, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed and you will not live Long in the land, you're crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Moses just lays it out. You are facing, it's, it's beyond the, the do's and don'ts. And you know the do's and don'ts. We've given you the law. We've given you our, the word of God. But now you have to make a choice. Do, do I obey and follow God and live? Or do you disobey and follow your own way and die? Here's the choice. It's a life or death decision you're going to make. And I think we, we, we still get caught up in, in the, 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 the do's and the don'ts. The, the, we, sometimes we just want the rules. And nothing wrong. If you're playing a game, you're playing a sport, what are the rules? What are the boundaries? Nothing wrong with having that. But we can make it about that. I mean, it, there's a lot of misnomer, right? People, well, I want to be a Christian, but I got to do all these things. And we're just missing the whole point of the heart behind it. It's not about the do's and the don'ts. It's about life and death. 
It comes, it comes down to that. It's, it's really this attitude of that it's, it's not what we do, it's, it's really who we are. Peter reminds us of this. I love to be reminded of who we are. He says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you're people of God. It's not just about the do's and the don'ts. It's not about what you do or don't do. It is about who you are. God has given these rules for us of this covering for us for who we are to protect us. You know, we, we, all, we all know what an umbrella looks like. We live in the Pacific Northwest. We know what they look like. Have you noticed the people that live in the Pacific Northwest never carry an umbrella? It's like it rains all the time here, okay? How do you know there's a tourist walking down here? They, they yeah, right, it rains here. Yeah, all the time, okay. So we, we know that, but umbrellas are great to have, right? They, and, and they really show, you know, they, they provide and they protect us. That's God's law for us. It's to provide and protect for us. Anytime, but we make a decision, do we, do, we, do we stay under the provision and the protection or do we go outside of it? That's really what Moses is saying and God's saying to, to the people and saying to us, you have a choice. What you choose is not just the do and the don't of it, it's, it's life and, it, and it's, it's death. It's a choice. Life is a choice. Protecting to help you not suffer harm, provide for you security, peace, comfort. That's what I have for you. And so here's, he goes on, he says this. The day, this day, he says, I call the heavens and the earth as a witness against you and I set before you life and death, blessings and cursings. And then he says this, now choose life. Now choose life. Can you say that with me? Now choose life. That's what we have. This is the moment, he says. It's not just about the right and wrong. Why? He says this, so that, what will happen? Now I choose life. What will happen? So that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is, what? Say this next word with me. Life. And he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all of Israel. We'll get to that words in a moment. But it sums up. I've ta- you know, got you to the promised land. We've got this moment. You're on the edge. God has provided everything. You're his chosen people. Now you've got to make the choice. Do I actually step into it? Do I actually step into those promises? Do I step into the provision God's giving me? Do I step into what he has for me? Life is. It's a choice. God chose you. It's a choice. It's not by chance. It's ours for the choosing. So Moses lays his challenge, and it's a challenge for each of us. I lay before you life and death, blessings and cursings, therefore choose life choose life now what does this mean for us what i just want to leave us some 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 practical some practical things to help us just start this new year and start start uh, focusing on for us here and really kind of a work from the inside out first is this when we choose life or death it's by the thoughts we dwell on 
It starts there. It starts with, goes on in our mind. Now, I know there's moments where we can't control our thoughts. What I mean by that is that fleeting thoughts, flirty thoughts that come in. You know, all of a sudden you see this, or you watch this, or you do this, and it just comes in there. And you're just like, okay, it's, okay, wow. Yeah, ooh, yep, whoop, okay. What do we do with it, though? <laughs> what do we do with the thoughts? Once we start dwelling on them, that can be a problem. That can be an issue for us, right? The, our thoughts are the birthplace of sin, you know? Jesus made it very clear. I mean, you know, murder is wrong, right? We know that. But actually, it starts with hatred. Hatred leads to, oh, I would never do that. Well, it started with someone not really happy with someone else, right? Adultery. I could never, ever think of ever doing that. Well, where did it start with? Lustful thought that led to, oh, I would never go down. That was the beginning point. It starts with our mind, and we're, we're gatekeepers. We've got five senses, the big ones we need to watch out for, our eyes and what we hear, right? What we, it, you know, we, we, we're, in guard, we're the guards of those things. And what happens is it's, it's so practical and subtle, the life and death decisions come to our mind. They're very, very important of, of knowing this. See, when we, when we linger, one leads to life, one can lead to death. It's the lingering thought. So dwelling on a person you're comparing yourself with what does it lead to? It leads to jealousy. It leads to discontentment. What do you do with that? Well, I want what they have. Well, what do we do? I can't afford it. Well, I, I will overspend in this area. And then we become slaves to indebtedness rather than having the freedom that we, we can have because of that. Dwelling on a person who has hurt us. It, it, it cho- we're choosing a death of a relationship. We're harboring unforgiveness. And choosing that will end up actually bring us down and destroying not just our lives but our, their lives and the sense of our friendship with them but it, it, it roads our own heart and we have a bitter heart because of that we have to choose in a few weeks we'll talk about choosing forgiveness but you know if you struggle with your thoughts i love how job makes this commitment he says this i make a covenant with my eyes he says i, I that i will not lust but there's a lot of things you can add. I will not lust. I will not be jealous, which can ties with that. I will not covet others. I will not whatever happens. I will, I will, I'm making a conscious decision with my, my, my mind. And then we counter that like, okay, I don't want to think about the bad thoughts, but what do we do? David reminds us putting God's word in our heart that we not sin against him. Choices daily in our thoughts, life or death. Another thing to keep in mind, not only our thoughts, but it, it, we, we choose life or death by the words that we speak. By the words we speak. And we've had words spoken over us, right? We've had people that, that have said horrible things to us, things that are not of God, in fact, are evil that have been said to us. Even by the people that claim that, that love us and would say they love us, but they've, they've loved us and really hurt us at the same time. And, and in, our, in our bad days, in our weak days, we somehow have this rewind button that we push, don't we? We, we go back and, you know, bring it back and like, oh, you're no good. You don't, you're not going to make it. You're not going to cut it. You know, you're, you know, all these things you felt rejected on and hurt from by the people who said, those words creep into us, right? And we have to be careful as those come in, those words spoken to us, that we need to recognize them for what they are. We need to stop and go, shut up in Jesus' name. Devil, you cannot say those things to me. You gotta shut it, okay? And there's these times where we gotta put our foot down on that and be recognizing that. But also, it's so important that we're, what we speak is we speak life, not death. 
you know, Apostle James tells us, with, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made in the Im- image or the likeness of God. We, we sang some wonderful worship songs to the Lord. And I know many of you sang them with your heart. You just didn't use your lips. You're like, some of them are new today, and you're like, oh, I love that. I'm going to sing it out. But we have to be careful. We could praise God, you know, worship him with our mouth, but the same mouth we could curse during the week. And not just say, say a swear word, but we can actually put someone down. We can hurt someone with our very lips that we praise God with. And that's hypocrisy, right? And so we have to recognize that, like, that, that when we put down someone, talk bad about them, we're speaking, actually, not just discouragement toward them, speaking death over them. That sounds dramatic but it is we're not we're not lifting them up we're we're pushing them down and when we affirm people encourage people when we encourage we're speaking courage into someone and we're we're lifting them up or helping them and so we need to speak life this week we have the opportunity to choose to speak life when you're chosen when you're chosen by god it's not a privilege it's not like wow i don't know it's oh now i'm empowered i've got everything i need in life and godliness divine his divine power I have, the, I have the power of God in me to be able to give that to other people, to, to speak kind words to our spouses and to our kids and our grandkids and our, and our neighbors and our friends and even, yes, our coworkers that we do that with and encourage that we can become not the source of life of, through that. And so we, we, when we choose life, and, and then finally is this, we, we, you know, we, it's our mind we choose life and, and with our words we speak, but also obviously the actions that we take. Romans tells us it's for the wages of sin is death. The wages of our decisions that we do. To, that we do. You know, when we sin, we, we take one step closer to death. A person who steals from at work is one more step of death of a job. A person who spends little time with their spouse is heading down the death of a marriage because they're either flirting with something or someone else that's leading to the death of that marriage. A person who betrays trust is is one step closer in killing that friendship. But a person who walks in obedience is taking one step closer in life. A person who who works hard, well, that can lead to promotion. It can lead to reward. A a person says, I'm going to take my, my, my spouse on a date what am I doing? I'm, I'm investing in, I'm speaking, I'm not just speaking life, I'm doing life with them, and there's longevity, longevity and intimacy in, in marriage. A person who's a friend, you're, taking, you're spending time with them, one step closer in a greater bond and friendship. And then we've, we talked about last week in intimacy. When we, we take one small step with Jesus each day, we're getting closer and closer and closer with him as we do that. This is, this is basic, Right? but we miss it. We miss the consciousness of that. As we start this brand new year, we have this opportunity to say, Lord, I've been chosen by you. Let me step into the choice that you have for me to choose life. I'm going to invite your team to come as we wrap up for prayer. And I just have this one question, and then I want to read this scripture. This is the question. I think, it's a, I think it can be a helpful question as you go into the your work week, as you go into school week, as you go into whatever, leaving this place, and if we could be conscious about this choice, now I can be conscious about this choice, it really can help us in what we're doing. We can find not just a better week and, and better experience in life, but actually find life in the life that we have. And, and this is the question, is the choice I'm about to make 
What are the choices about to make? With my mind, with my words, with my actions, will it be life-giving or life-draining? In other words, will it, be, will it give life or will it take life away? Will it bring, next week we're talking on choosing friendship, how we can, how we are important to get around people that lift us up and how we can be people that lift others up. But we can be around people that drain us, right? We can be around people that give us life. And for you, you this week have that choice. You've, given, you've been given everything you need for his, with his divine power to live a godly life and to choose life rather than choose death. It's so subtle. It's so small. It doesn't always seem life or death, but, but it is the decisions that we make. But here, here's the kicker in the whole thing. None of us can do this on our own. None of us can do it. Just choosing it by ourselves cannot do it. No, his divine power. How did we receive his divine power? Because of one person's choice that made it happen. God himself, through Christ, what did he do? He is the one that chose life for us. And ironically and beautifully, it was through death that led to life. I love how Romans reads, and we'll pray here in the message. It just I thought this was... It says, here it is in a nutshell. If you want to know what it is, here it is. Just as one person did it wrong and got us in all this trouble with sin and death, another person did it right and got us out of it. But more than just getting us out of trouble, he got us into life. One man said no to God and put many people in the wrong. One man said yes to God and put many in the right. And that's us right here. We're here. We've been chosen by God because God chose us first. And what Christ did on the cross, he chose life. But what did he do? It was the pathway of death that led to the life that he did and provided through his resurrection that we have that life today. Here's the irony of it. When we choose life, Sometimes we have to choose death. What is it? Death through our old ways. Death through our wills. Death to what we think we need to do, putting that aside to this life he has for us. It's surrender to him, to this life. I don't know where you are. You might be feeling really close, and man, you've already had a week of intimacy with Jesus, and it's going so well. Some of you are like, man, it's been a rough week starting 2023. I feel really distant from God. Here's the cool thing about it. You're only one decision away making it right again because he made it right for you already. One man made it right, so you are going to be right with him in this prayer, in this moment together. Will you pray with me as we take this moment to pray? Some of you need to hear this morning that you are chosen by God. You were not picked last. You were not the leftover. You were not just begrudgingly put on the team because you were the last one. No, you were picked first. Jesus says, you didn't choose me. You think you did. No, I chose you. I chose you. You were my first choice. When I went to the cross, when I, when I, it, it was for the joy set before him, me. They endured it for you. So I mean, you just need to receive that today. You are chosen by God. And he proved that choice, proved that love, demonstrated his own love for us who were dying on the cross.
receive that love receive that this morning if you have not receive Jesus mm. receive you're his you're chosen if you're here and but it's hard it's hard to really really grasp it just receive it that in being chosen you are also empowered remember chosen his divine power that's in you to live a godly life you are not a victim of your circumstances you are not just a statistic you're you are not just pushed aside and not 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 have any power no you received all the power that you need to live this godly life through his very spirit as chosen you have a choice of life and of death and i, pr- I want to pray for those that maybe right now as life is one big decision there's many decisions and you're faced with the decision right now in fact some of you right now are faced with a relationship decision you're faced with, what do I do with this decision in my marriage? What do I do in the decision with my kids? What do I do with my decision with my kids who have kids? What do I do in my job situation with my, my boss, my supervisor, my coworker this week? I'm faced with a decision. I need to have a conversation. I need to give notice. I need to take an action. And Lord, also I'm recognizing when I go into each of these situations in my home, in my workplace, in my school, I want to make a decision already to choose life. What I dwell upon and Lord, what, how I react to whatever happens this way. There's actions, Lord, and there is some reactions, Lord. Oh God, help us, help us this week to react in life, not death. And Lord, sometimes we just have to speak the truth, but may we do it in love and care. We're chosen by you. We don't have to prove anything. We don't earn or deserve any of the grace that you've given us. What was bestowed upon us, we receive, Lord. Now we can freely receive, we can freely give. And Lord, may we, as we move into this life of choice and life of living it out, Lord, may we not live in privilege any longer, Lord that we live in the empowerment of your your very spirit as we choose life each and every day. And Lord, what comes against us, may we be aware of it very clearly, Lord. And so give us the sensitivity, but Lord, give us the courage through your spirit to live it out, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I invite you to stand with us here as we close in prayer. I think this final song helps us bring it back to as we're, we're chosen by God, we now can make this declaration, God, we, we are yours, we are yours. Lord, may we live out and live a life-giving life this week. I hope that you can do that. I hope you can be with us here in these next few weeks. We're going to talk about choosing friendship, choosing forgiveness, choosing joy. I think it's, 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 it's empowering series, but it's his power working in and through us. So I hope you're here. If you're online as well, do you stick with us as well? We have some prayer available. Anybody needs it during the last song here as well on the way out. Have a great morning. Again, thank you so much. I'm so privileged to be your pastor and the blessing I received today. Have a great week. God bless you.